Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to This Week Again, and I'm your host, Suzanne Pozel. We're going to start off this show with some real science fiction. Move on to the latest trends in insurrectionist chic and follow all of that up with a bit of Florida man level stupid. Let's begin, shall we? This week, the Department of Energy announced that there has been a breakthrough of science fiction proportions. A major breakthrough announced today in what's being described as a theory that's been in the work for decades. Scientists in California say they were able to create the first nuclear fusion reaction that generated more energy than it took to produce. In nuclear fusion, now nuclear fusion, uh, unlike what we use now in nuclear physics, nuclear fission, fusion replicates the actual energy generation process of the sun itself, the original energy generation process of our solar system. Like our sun, hydrogen atoms were pressed together to create helium, and that nuclear fusion released energy and heat. All this happening in just a fraction of a second. Okay, not for nothing, but we are now talking about in the not-so-distant future, powering our entire society the very same way that the sun powers our solar system. So we all like sunlight. We enjoy it very much, not so much when it gives us skin cancer, but we all understand that the sunlight itself is a byproduct of nuclear fusion going on within the sun. But who am I to explain why you should be so excited about this? I don't have a background in scientific fields of study, but I do know someone who does. His name is Bill Nye, and he's going to explain nuclear fusion to you right now. But there's another amazing thing that happens in nature where you smash tiny, tiny parts of atoms together, protons, and they fuse and convert a tiny amount of their mass into energy, into heat, heat and light. For 80 years, people have tried to, tried to get this idea where you could do it in a controlled fashion using a tiny amount of material, and the material would be... Uh, uh, hydrogen that has an extra neutron, which has this marvelous word deuterium. And then if it has two extra neutrons, that's tritium. And so using lasers, they zap this container, this whole rum, uh, this gold thing with the deuterium in it. And the lasers create X-rays and the X-rays create constructively interfering shock waves that get the thing to fuse mm -hmm. without a giant magnetic bottle and without the gravity of a star. Mm -hmm. And so this is the first time, by all accounts, they've gotten more heat out than they put in. So that is why you should be excited. That's why I'm excited. This is an incredible breakthrough. This is something that we thought might happen and we theorized and we even made a film called Chain Reaction that starred Keanu Reeves that nobody seems to remember but we were all dreaming about nuclear fusion and with this breakthrough happening I don't want to give you the impression that in the next couple of years we're going to start plugging our vacuums and our hair straighteners into some nuclear fusion reactor somewhere no 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 that's not a possibility as we stand right now it's more plausible that our grandchildren would be used to this technology. But then again, 
You never know. And here's Bill to explain why. Absolutely. I mean, so I just I just think about how quickly people went from discovering chain reactions, the sizzler and crossing the street in 1928. And he had this idea. And then uh, just two decades later, we had nuclear power plants. Well, this could be the beginning of something amazing. So everybody, you know, this expression H2O, water, there's no shortage of hydrogen, man. If we can find a way to make this happen continuously, what you do is capture the heat and almost certainly capture the heat, boil water and make steam and run a turbine, just as we do now in a coal-fired plant or a natural gas-fired plant or a nuclear plant using fission. This is why research is absolutely the most important thing and investing in research. This is something that we should actively be calling for. Like Bill Nye explained, within the course of one human lifetime, we went from discovering nuclear power in a lab to using it in our society. And that couldn't have happened without well-funded research folks. So sure, there are those poorly educated among us who will complain about spending tax dollars to pursue nuclear fusion as a replacement for current energy sources. But we need to also remember that those voices, (coughs) Republicans, will be paid millions and millions of dollars to say this because they bow down to the very industry that is going to be replaced by this technology. And while we're on the subject of stupid people making decisions, Didn't the former rat infestation in the White House have some big announcement this week? Hello, everyone. This is Donald Trump, hopefully your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln, better than Washington, with an important announcement to make. I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. These cards feature some of the really incredible artwork pertaining to my life and my career. You can collect your Trump Digital Cards just like a baseball card or other collectibles. Each card comes with an automatic chance to win amazing prizes like dinner with me. I don't know if that's an amazing prize, but it's what we have. Or golf with you and a group of your friends at one of my beautiful golf courses, and they are beautiful. I'm also doing Zoom calls, a one-on-one meeting, autographing memorabilia. My official Trump digital trading cards are $99, which doesn't sound like very much for what you're getting. They also make perfect gifts. So you can buy them with your credit card or crypto. Buy your Trump digital trading cards right now before they are all gone and they will be gone. <laughs> okay. Um, if you have seen these, then you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I just want to point out here that the uh, trader cards from this marginally sentient spray tan seems to portray him in a way that maybe he thinks that he is instead of how he really is because one of them has him dressed as an astronaut with sunglasses on and I'm pretty sure that the closest this Trumpster fire ever got to space is coming up with the name for the stormtrooper summer camp called Space Force. Not to mention that anyone with a keyboard can just copy and paste these images without actually spending $99 a piece. And if elementary math serves me, the quarter flounder had 45,000 of these totally worthless images made, which 
means that comes up to about $4.2 million for no fucking reason other than he just loves the poorly educated. But you know what? He's right. This NFT gift, it was a success because no less than 24 hours later, his big announcement turned into a sold out show, unlike his rallies. Now, they all may be gone, but they are not forgotten. Roll tape. Here's reaction from two of former president's closest allies. I would, whoever advised him on Whoever advised him on that, I'd fire him immediately. These cards feature some of the really incredible. Okay, I got it. I got it. I can't watch it again. Make it stop. Anybody in the comms team and anybody in Mar-a-Lago, and I love the folks down there, but we're at war. Mm -hmm. They ought to be fired today. So uh, that is his major announcement. Many thought it would be political. Many thought it would be about maybe uh, creating a new party. I mean, there was so much speculation on this, Uh, but it's not that. It's a digital trading card. It's 99 bucks, and he said it would make a great Christmas gift. Interesting timing for that. The YouTuber Baked Alaska, a white nationalist MAGA streamer who actually was participating in the January 6th insurrection, tweeted, I can't believe I'm going to jail for an NFT salesman. Other QAnoners on uh, message boards and all that had to respond to this. Uh, One said, this is Shady S, one member uh, said, with another responding, an effing NFT He needs a new PR team. One uh, said it was uh, a dog s play. Another called it cringe and tacky. Uh, One said it was tone deaf to a vast majority of Trump's base. Oh, that's hard to listen to. You know it's bad when Michael Flynn, who used to work for you, and Stephen Bannon, who used to head your campaign, and Newsmax, who used to give you all of this free advertising, and the Q people. They see that you are actually doing some trickle up economics with your supporters instead of being the guy that you purport to be. (laughs) And can we please, aside from all of this, could we please just take a moment to question who the fuck bought these NFTs? We are talking about $4.2 million worth of copy and paste. So could we find out who actually put up the money for this bullshit? And I don't know about you, but... I would start looking at maybe some Saudis or Russians who might see this as a way to pay to play, getting cash into Donnie's grubby little orange hands. And not to mention, this might actually be a very good way to, I don't know, launder money if you're into that sort of thing, Don Jr. But enough with these speculating on the tumbleweeds rolling aimlessly in the mind of a Floridian fondler because the Trader Cards announcement may just have been one of his classic distractions. You know, from this, coming to a screen near you. All eyes on the January 6th committee as its year-and-a-half-long investigation comes to a close. Members using the weekend to complete a lengthy report of their findings and recommendations that will be presented at a final meeting on Monday. The committee will recommend unprecedented criminal charges against former President Donald Trump on Monday. It will refer at least three charges to the Department of Justice against the former president, along with detailed justifications for them. Recommending charges for insurrection, obstruction of an official proceeding of Congress, and conspiracy. 
At last. Oh, folks, if you haven't gotten sick from all the popcorn you've been consuming, watching all 10 of the January 6th committee hearings, then get ready for one more excuse to melt an entire stick of butter and not feel guilty. Because tomorrow, broadcasting live on every news station except for Fox, Hopefully we will see everyone's favorite House committee say what we've been patiently waiting to hear, that we are finally going to get to watch live the orange-tinted slob father do a perp walk in the near future. At least, that's what I hope that they'll say. Or uh, I will settle for the implication, if that is the best that they can do. You know, anything to help me carry on believing that Congress believes that absolutely no one is above the law. Especially now, since we know all about Orange Mussolini's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, and his text messages. Secret texts to the number one Trump official during that period in January when they were trying to stage a coup, Mark Meadows. And some of this shows the nature of the support from within the government. MAGA lawmakers went to the White House and they had all kinds of ways that they thought they could still, at that late date, overturn the election. A lot of this dialogue that's happening with Meadows and Babbitt, all these different people, it's like you're in a thread with a bunch of, like, kind of MAGA trolls on Twitter. And they're, you know, this and the Italians and stuff. And you're like, this is, these are members of Congress. In one text sent a week after the 2020 election by Arizona Republican Andy Biggs, who is running for House Speaker in the next Congress, Biggs raised debunked claims that a substantial number of illegal immigrants cast ballots. In another text on December 26, 2020, Pennsylvania Republican Scott Perry, who later sought a pardon, texted, we got to get going, saying election denier Jeffrey Clark should be installed as attorney general, since any position below that will, quote, not have the authority to enforce what needs to be done. In one text from the day before the attack on the Capitol, Ohio Republican Jim Jordan, a leading member of the House Republican caucus, pushed the plan to have Vice President Mike Pence refuse to certify Biden's victory. And in another text, just three days before Biden's inauguration, South Carolina Republican Ralph Norman writes in part, our last hope is invoking martial law. Please urge the president to do so. The absolute worst and the most serious part of all of this is that it's no joke. These text messages read like a transcript of a maggot rally. But you got to keep in mind these are text messages from people who are still elected members of Congress holding positions today. Names that we know, unfortunately, because they won't shut the fuck up. Like the embodiment of, I can't believe Georgia's 14th district is overrun by high school dropouts and newly divorced Marjorie No More Taylor Green who was part of the insurrectionist text chain and recently had this to say about what happened on January 6th. I come to Washington, I swear in on January 3rd, I get accused of giving insurrection tours. True story. Then January 6th happens and next thing you know, I organized the whole thing along with Steve Bannon here. And I want to tell you something, if Steve Bannon and I had organized that, we would have won. Not to mention, it would have been armed. See, that's the whole joke, isn't it? They say that whole thing was planned, and I'm like, are you kidding me? A bunch of conservatives, 
guns and they think that we organized that? I don't think so. All I have to say is thanks, Georgia. You showed us that you have a pension for fascism when you reelected this walking white claw jello shot right back to Congress. And by the way, the Proud Boys, Oath Keepers, and oh, so many others, they all brought their Patriot pew-pews with them when they stormed the Capitol. We know this because it was caught on tape. And those very weapons, they were used as evidence in criminal cases against them. So... Those Mark Meadows texts revealed a lot about this Klan mom's involvement in the planning of January 6th. For example, Mad Marge sent this little ditty to Marky Mark. On text to Meadows, Green says in part, quote, several are saying the only way to save our republic is for Trump to call for martial law. They stole this election, we all know. So this goes without saying, but Marjorie inspires the petty in me, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. She misspelled Marshall in Martial Law when she wrote that text. She wrote out the name Marshall, like M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L. But hey, we all know that Mad Marge isn't a very good speller. In fact, We know that she prefers the job of riot planner, and that is according to one text in which the QAnon queen expresses her harebrained scheme to Marky Mark, where she wants to challenge Biden's electors after the 2020 election. And you know what? She would have gotten away with it if it weren't for those meddling Democrats and one Mike Pence, who just wanted to certify the vote without any more interruptions. Now, I don't want to point out the obvious, but I'm still feeling a little petty, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. Mike Pence did the right thing under threat of being publicly hung, because it's not like he was on the side of democracy that day. It's more like he didn't like his options at the time. Oh, and speaking of shitty options, the House GOP spokesperson for male pattern Karenness, Kevin McCarthy, wants very badly to be the Speaker of House. And it's kind of borderline pathetic at this point. See, Kevin is literally asking to be the king of a shitpile mountain, which as we all watched the GOP splinter into two factions with one very heavily invested in aluminum foil and the other one clutching their pearls after supporting birtherism and, you know, remnants of the Tea Party still alive and well in elected seats. I think there is something maybe more insidious happening with Kevin and why he wants to be king of the house. And I say that because, and listen for yourself, this is what Kevin said to reporters in the house press room. Are you concerned that you or any of your colleagues may be referred for criminal contempt for ignoring this? I'll answer your last question first. No, Oh, that Kevin, he wants you to think that he's brave, but he whispers what he should say loudly. And that is that he is not at all worried about himself or any of the other members of the insurrectionist planning committee getting charged with criminal contempt for ignoring congressional subpoenas because, hey, they did nothing wrong. There is absolutely nothing wrong with supporting, encouraging, and even helping to carve out details of what we all know became January 6th. And that is because Kevin believes that 
being Speaker of the House will somehow give him this protective shield and keep him from being held accountable once the DOJ gets their criminal referrals from the January 6th committee on Monday. Much like the orange lardfather thinks that being president once protects you from accountability for the rest of your life. And I don't know about you, but I am actually willing to test that theory. Seeing well how the midterms went for the Republicans, my money is on the same thing happening in 2024. That means less Republicans elected to office. Kevin could lose his gavel to the Democratic House leader, Hakeem Jeffries, and the maggots lose any chance of obstructing the justice that the American people deserve to see all of these traitors punished. And speaking of presidential elections, the Republicans seem to have a mood happening. They don't know which dumpster fire to go to, but they do know that election day is coming. And well, here's what the polls have to say so far. New polling shows support for Donald Trump's 2024 presidential bid is trending downward. The USA Today Suffolk University poll had him at 60% among Republicans in July. The number dipped to 56% in October and is now at just 47%. We asked Republicans and Republican leading voters in our poll, uh, do you want Donald Trump to be the nominee for the Republicans in 2024 or do you want a different candidate? 62%, more than 6 in 10 Republicans say, give us somebody new, please. The new poll from the Wall Street Journal shows Florida Governor Ron DeSantis cementing an early lead over Donald Trump in the race for the next Republican presidential nominee. DeSantis leading Trump by double digits, 14 points. He also hasn't even announced he may not even run for president. DeSantis also beats Trump in in terms of likability, 86% of Republicans hold a favorable view of the governor compared to 74% for Trump. Oh, I love this for him. But as much as I love this for Voldemoron, I cannot say that Ron DeSantis is a better choice, considering that his whole shtick is to do a bigger impression that is way more Trumpy than the original, and that's not something that anybody needs. Case in point, DeSantis recently declared war on COVID vaccines. Today, uh, I'm announcing a, a petition with the Supreme Court of Florida to impanel a statewide grand jury to investigate any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines. And that will come with legal processes that will be able uh, to get more information and to bring legal accountability for those who committed misconduct. You know, 2020, obviously, there was an increase in excess mortality because, of, because COVID was there. Uh, then you have the mass introduction of mRNA vaccines in 2021. And you would think that there would be a reduction in excess mortality, and there just wasn't. All right, he's correct. In Florida, there wasn't. But just because there are vaccines out there doesn't mean that everyone benefits from the vaccine. First of all, you have to take the vaccine. And in Florida, Ron DeSantis made sure that people didn't have to. And then you have to wear a mask in public. And again, Ron DeSantis decided that people didn't have to. 
So they died of COVID. Because even though there's a vaccine out there, it's not going to affect the mortality rate if no one in that state is taking the vaccine. So while DeSantis waddles his way down the path of the grand old fascist party, he is going to go full maggot when it comes to COVID and vaccines. He is implementing a 1940s-style McCarthy panel, and he wants to flood Florida's legal system with all sorts of lawsuits. And I'm sure that this makes his supporters wish they knew how to read. Mini Trump is also creating an in-house ivermectin promotion panel to replace the CDC as a go-to for medical determination for all the residents of this flaccid dick of a state, which recently re-elected this idiot to make these kind of decisions. Roll tape. Our CDC at this point, anything they put out, you just assume at this point uh, that it's not worth the paper that it's printed on. And so it's not serving a useful function. It's really serving to advance narratives rather than do evidence-based medicine. So uh, in Florida, uh, we're creating uh, what we're calling the Public Health Integrity Committee. It's a committee of expert researchers that will uh, be able to assess uh, recommendations and guidance uh, related to public health and health care, but particularly being able uh, to offer critical assessments of things that uh, uh, bureaucracies like the FDA, CDC and NIH um, are doing. Oh, well, then what's the problem, right? You have unqualified people making medical determinations about the general public and their health. And a guy who has openly decided and made decisions that affect those people negatively. And all of this so this asshole can run for president in 2024. So he can be the anti-vax choice for president. Now, some could argue that what Florida does with their health is their own business. And maybe that's a valid point. If we built a wall across the top of the state, you know, between Georgia and Alabama. And, you know, Floridians right now are allowed to leave the state by any means necessary whenever they want. By boat, by car, by train, by airplane. These modes of transportation are available to any Florida man or woman who wants to maybe expand their knowledge and go see something. That means that Floridians will be bringing much more than their luggage to these out-of-state destinations, endangering the rest of us with their cooties, which definitely is not cool. And you know what else isn't cool? Changing your position on public health issues for votes. Here is Ronald the Next Donald back in July of 2021. You guessed it, promoting vaccines. If you are vaccinated fully vaccinated, the chance of you getting seriously ill or dying from COVID is effectively zero. If you look at the people that are being admitted to hospitals, uh, over 95% of them are either not fully vaccinated or not vaccinated at all. And so these vaccines are saving lives. They are reducing mortality. Ah, you don't say old baggy suit McGovernor. So, in 2021, COVID vaccines were saving lives. But now, in 2022, we need a panel of COVID deniers pushing ivermectin as a cure-all 
and then to investigate the efficacy of a medical solution that you yourself previously endorsed. No wonder you love the poorly educated. Since the former commander in cheese has publicly called his supporters to go ahead and get the vaccine for COVID and ad nauseum spoken about how he got the shot himself, it seems like a perfect time for Ronnie to scoop up the Jenny McCarthy moms and Joe Rogan dads all across the country by pulling a health endangerment stunt. Because anything for a vote, right? Who cares if a vacationing Floridian in some other part of the country helped spread COVID to anyone because their unmasked ass came into contact with them? DeSantis is going to do what he feels is right for his political career. And besides, if COVID is always a thing, then so is Ronnie's cootie spreading crusade. And that is just ensuring that he has always got supporters unless you take into account that COVID is killing an average of 500 or more a day, then you'd kind of have to admit that killing your voter base to own the libs isn't a solid election strategy. But what do I know? Republicans are always talking about dead people voting, so maybe they expect the voters who are dead from, you know, the COVID misinformation will somehow be able to vote in 2024? I have to say that is a ballsy angle, but I am here for it. And I want to see how this plays out. I think it's going to be in favor of the Democrats, but either way, it's going to be epic. And that is all I have to say about that. New episodes of This Week Again air on Sundays. Following the show on social media helps you keep up with our latest posts. And This Week Again can be found on Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, RSS.com, Google and Samsung Podcasts, or pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. So thank you again for listening and to der for now.